Welcome to Hawkeye TV Talk. I'm Bo. And I'm sick. I mean, Bell. Bell, you don't sound sick. You actually sound pretty good. We could probably have actually gotten through this without people knowing that you're sick, but that's now all they can think about. So kudos. Yeah, well, it's it's all in my sinuses and my eyeballs are about to pop out of my head. So, right. you know, yeah. Yeah, no, not COVID, so, just the, 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 the summer sickness, you know, just the, the, the stand. Well, I guess it's winter. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 uh, no fever or anything. It's, it's all the cedar like in, in Austin and the surrounding areas in Texas. Now, like if you look over the horizon, mm. uh, even if you're on the middle of nowhere and you look across uh, the horizon, you'll see a, uh, a haze that looks like it could be smog or other kinds of pollution. Nope. It's pollen. And <laughs> all of it is in my, my nostrils and um causing me to just feel miserable so now one time it couldn't be pollution come on nature yeah yeah God, no you, 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 you're, doing, you're doing good right you're doing good yeah no i yeah i i, I think i'm cognizant enough to uh to talk about what we have to talk about today well good man because we are talking about everybody's favorite avenger Maybe or or maybe not. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. Um, Hawkeye, <laughs> the latest of the Disney Plus series in the MCU, uh, pretty substantial. One might argue next to Loki and possibly even more so than Loki. One of the most monumental of all of the Disney Plus series that we've gotten thus far. Some big things happened in this, some big reveals, a lot of speculation. Uh, a lot of things came to fruition. It is fair to say that Marvel continues to give us exactly what we want. And I am here for it. So that's me kind of tip of the bean can a little bit there. Bell, Hawkeye. Now, how, I mean, you know, we always like to do the, how familiar are you with this character before going in? But obviously this is a well-established MCU character. Let me ask you this. Where did Hawkeye rank in your Avengers that you wanted to see to get a solo outing? Um, he was not on that list. Ooh, <laughs> okay. All right. Fair, fair enough. Hawkeye often put down as the least like uh, likable Avenger, which I just don't think is fair. I mean, it's true, but I don't think it's fair. I mean, honestly, my biggest exposure to Hawkeye is from the MCU movies. Yeah. Oh, really? You've never actually read any Hawkeye uh, either from his own series or otherwise? No, never. Ne certainly not, didn't read any of his series. Um, if I read anything, it was from like, you know, collected Avengers books and things mm. like that or, or stories that he was in that featured a wider ar array of characters, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things I love about this, this uh, particular, I guess, uh, series is the way in which they played with that reality that Hawkeye is nobody's favorite. He's no, like, but he exists in this in this universe or rather people know about him, but not everybody is like, you know, pulling for him, even though the Rogers, the musical which of me and totally honest going into this series, I was actually more excited to see whatever we could get from Rogers, the musical than I was from the actual, <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great, it's like, it's like combining like the, the ridiculousness of Spider-Man turn off the dark with the marketing of Hamilton. And you got yourself a Rogers, the musical. I mean, like it's, 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 it's gold, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay money to watch it once or twice, maybe. Oh, and did I mentioned that I, um, I actually know somebody who's in the cast. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's not fair. I, I met somebody once who who was who just so happened to also be in the the cast of rogers the musical so yeah oh. yeah how about that well i wrote and produced rogers the musical so you you know somebody else involved with it ah well you know you wrote right produced a lot of things anyways I, they, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, but i was man i was really looking forward to that and actually i love the fact that that's been like this little in-universe tie-in we got a chance to see some of that in uh spider-man um i was about to say turn off the dark but spider-man no way home and it's interesting. I just want to address this from a, like a, a where is the universe right now, like mentally, 
Like you think about, okay, we got Rogers, the musical Steve died or from like, like the public believes that Steve died fighting Thanos or, you know, is on the moon. One of, one of the two for sure. Certainly uh, the moon. Yeah. This is, this is the assumption. We got that in um, Falcon and, and the winter soldier. We also are seeing that there is a, you know, he is being immediately commodified uh, in a like post-mortem with a musical and also memorialized to an extent that most New Yorkers don't actually like. Uh, if you go back to Spider-Man No Way Home, when they're talking about putting the shield on the Statue of Liberty, a lot of people don't like it. They like like it's it's a uh, it's actually kind of presented as a background contentious issue. Uh, in New in uh, in New Orleans, not New Orleans, in New York. <laughs> so, anyway, like really fascinating the way that they're kind of um, tying the universe together in the background, which I think is something that I'd love to see more of. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and also like who has the the rights to like do like like who did they go through who did they talk to who's steve's next of kin that they were like hey can we, we want to you know feature him like, you know obviously the other avengers except for tony you know but but tony is next of kin right like you know he's got pepper um uh you know his daughter's <laughs> right. kind of too young to really you know mess with any of that stuff but like how is somebody going in there and like getting a likeness? Well, not really in likeness rights, whatever you have to do to like make a musical about somebody i mean uh, his he's a first i think you can technically you can make a musical about a public figure. I don't, I don't, I think, I think that's, I think that's, that's, that's allowed. He's not, he's not. Uh, a, yeah. I, I guess plus, that makes sense. I think there's an argument to be made that, you know, the U S government has kind of treated him as property uh, as, as continued to in Falcon and the winter soldier. And I would not be surprised to see like the, you know, I mean, like this is a propaganda campaign to some extent, right? Like this, and this, feeds into who Steve was from the very beginning from Captain America, the first Avenger. So yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's what's going on there, but man, we're talking Hawkeye and we've already just spent the entire time talking about Rogers, the musical. So that's, it's, 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 it's relevant. It, 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 it really is like, that's fair because it is relevant. Bell. Here's the thing though. <laughs> I loved Hawkeye. Like I, first of all, Kate Bishop, can we just acknowledge the fact that Kate Bishop is probably one of the greatest additions to the MCU since Yelena and them together on screen at the same time. Mm, mm, pure yeah. gold. Yes. Pure gold. Yes, yeah. dude. Like two favorite newest favoritist characters in the entire MCU. Oh yeah. Uh, by far. Like Kate was great. She was a great addition. Um, and like you said, just like Yelena, like that was one of the um, su surprises. Maybe I guess is that the term? Like, happy little uh ac not accidents i mean she was obviously in the movie but like it i, I wasn't expecting to come out of black widow ha having a character like elena be like oh my gosh i want to see more of this character um and i was so happy when elena came in uh hawkeye and it's the same thing with kate bishop like kate bishop she's so likable um and, and just like a really interesting and neat character and it was it was it was cool to see them together and that was you know I don't know if Kate's going to be in like the MCU films or if there's going to be like a Hawkeye season two or something, but like, I feel like she would fit in with the new crew and it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of like an interesting sort of like audience plant in the Avengers. Right. Because she's new to this whole thing and, and she's like a new hero and all that kind of stuff. Um, Dude, so I think, I think she's going to be leading the young Avengers sooner rather than later. Ooh, young Avengers, eh? potentially even putting together the young Avengers. Like, First of all, that first episode of Hawkeye, where they take you back to the Battle of New York, like I, I love that. It, it in so many ways, the MCU has these fictional, like fantastic correlations 
to real world events. Obviously, one intentional, one not so intentional. Because you have the Battle of New York, which is kind of this like, I, I mean, I've, I've referred to it, I've seen it referred to before. I can't, I can't claim this, but like a 9-11 revenge fantasy. It's like, it's this, you know, monumental event in the universe that kind of kicked off an era. And so you have kind of that. And then you also fast forward ahead, you have the Thanos snap, which without knowing that this was going to be the case has kind of represented 2020 for, for us in kind of the modern context, right? Like this, you know, this disappearance, this like shutting down of civilization and, and, you know, this almost kind of like, you know, uh, just this, this, when you see the dates 2020, that means something. When you see 9-11, that means something. And in many respects, when you see the dates that correlate with, uh, with the snap and with, uh, with, you know, the, the attack on the battle of New York, uh, with the Chitari, it means something to us as an audience. And so I love the way they set this up with Kate as a young girl at her home. Uh, you know, the, the she's, she's in her bedroom. It is like this extreme, like, you know, privileged little girl bedroom with all of like the giant stuffed animals that you see at like FAO Schwartz and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, like this rich kid bedroom and, you know, she's just very innocently going to get something off her bed. And then you hear it you, and then you see it. You see this Atari just swipe right past her window. And it's like that moment, that calm before the storm. And then, you know, you instantly feel it fearing for her, even though, you know, obviously she's going to live because, you know, Hawkeye. But at the same time, like you're instant, instantly feeling for her because you have this child in this battlefield and boom, the freaking roof caves in the, the walls open up and this young girl who's about to lose her dad looks up and is saved by Hawkeye. <laughs> I love this man because like, like this works out perfectly in, in kind of this context of like this, this picture of this young child who's just been saved by, you know, the most overlooked Avenger. He, he or her is her Avenger. Like, I love the way they, they, they set that up the way even at the funeral when she's talking to her mom and she, her mom's like, I'll get you anything you need. She's like, I need a bow and arrow. Like I'm instantly, yeah, yeah. this traumatic experience sets up in this very talented young girl. You have this extreme talent mixed with this extreme privilege mixed with this extreme conviction. And I mean, like Tony Stark at a young age, right? I mean, it's a different talent set, obviously, but like you kind of have this really kind of righteously overconfident, like character with, with extreme skills and like this like lovable personality because she does have that mixture of overconfidence and actual skills, like not necessarily to back it up. Like it's kind of like this, this balancing act that I think she pulls off so well. I love Kate Bishop, man. She's, she's fantastic addition. Yeah, she was wonderful. And uh, I, I, I know this was pulled from a particular Hawkeye run. Um, uh, a comic run, and I kind of like. I, 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 I got to go pick up that comic run now. I really want to read it. Like, I loved how all of the uh, intro stuff, um, mm, yeah, was was based kind of like off the art and um, uh, style of that particular run. Yeah, and the I, Matt Fraction, uh, Matt Fraction's uh, arc on uh, Hawkeye, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I don't know if that was where Kate was introduced, um, or or if Kate Bishop had been in the you know Marvel comics at some point. Uh, but yeah, I feel uh, like she was introduced before that. If I'm remembering, and I could be very wrong on this, you know, there was a time in the comics where, um, uh, Hawkeye was dead. And I think that Kate was introduced as the new Hawkeye during that time. And so I think this was one of, you know, this is kind of a major one where they, they interact, um, in this one post Clint's resurrection. 
Uh, but again, I, man, I've, I've read that comic, but it has been so long. I really can't speak to it, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it is, it is a very iconic, like the, the, um, the art in that book is very iconic. It is very heavily seen throughout, as you mentioned with the, uh, with the intro and everything. Um, there's a lot of callbacks, the dog lucky, uh, specifically in, in introduced in that, uh, in that comic book run. And so it is very much the source material for this, uh, series, now I don't know if it, it takes place at Christmas or not. Making this uh, uh, an Avengers kind of like solo series at Christmas was kind of a I don't know. What did you think about that? Yeah, we we now have like you know people say Die Hard's a Christmas movie because it takes place during Christmas, even though it's not really about Christmas. And I I happen to hold that belief. I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I watch it every Christmas. Um, and and this is like you know uh, a Marvel Christmas movie kind of thing. Um, I can't believe we've already got one though. Technically now we have two, three. Wait now. Hold on. What's what's the what, 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 what? Okay. What are the other two? All right. Iron Man three takes place during Christmas. <laughs> I'm almost time. Yeah, I think it does, though, because the whole movie takes place in the course of a week. So, yeah, it takes place during Christmas. It's not a big theme like it is here. Like here, right. it's like, you know, like that's the yeah, it's funny because I was watching the show with my wife and she was just really worried that he was going to die. And I was like, you know, one of the great things about this show is that they established pretty early on what the stakes are. It's that he wants to be home for Christmas on time, not alive. Like they're they're very clear about telling us that they're not going to kill Clint. <laughs> like, no, no. On Christmas Day, like he's not that kind of tragic character. If they were going to do that, they would have killed him in Age of Ultron. And uh, no, no, he, he he's not dying. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's not going to die. He just needs to get home for Christmas. So that's like the big crux of the movie, right? Like that's where we're that's where we're going here. Is is we got to get Clint home for Christmas. So I, I would say that technically that's not, you know, it's not like an Iron Man's got to save Santa type situation, but it does take place <laughs> during Christmas. Yeah. And I think that's enough. I think that's enough. I, I, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not going to agree with you on Iron Man three because I honestly I, I've watched it semi recently and I don't recall anything about Christmas. And maybe that's just because my brain is fried. Um, uh, but I don't know. You know, if it says to the suits, it's Christmas, let's take them to church. And then he like does the whole like wavy arms thing. And they all go and explode. You don't yeah, remember no. that? You don't remember that at all? Okay. Uh, it's, it's snowing in Nashville. Like it's oh yeah, that's right. It's cold. It's that's a winter movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It is no, it I I promise you, I could be wrong. I but I'm I'm not. You're you're probably not, but I don't for some reason it never clicked. Like a lot of times the movies are set in Christmas or like Christmas, like Gremlins, for example, is a perfect example. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Um, because the the Mogwai is a Christmas gift, and there's like you know Christmas displays in department stores, and and uh, it's snowing outside, and the <laughs> the weather outside is frightful, and this you know and the gremlins are sure delightful, oh. and and the uh, the the love interest in this story, like her dad died in the chimney playing Santa Claus, like that that's a Christmas movie if 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 there <laughs> has ever been one, go watch Gremlins if you haven't seen it, um it's a great Christmas movie. All right. Uh, well, well, there you go. Um, and so I, is Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. By the way, the other one is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home because this takes place during Christmas as well. It's blinking. You miss it, but it takes place during Hawkeye. So for that's, that's how you know it's during Christmas. And then the other thing is at one point he flies to the mall in the mirror universe, in the mirror dimension. And uh, they've got like Santa Clauses and such. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Okay, well, we got three, baby. <laughs> I don't, I don't, th- th- those don't count. The only one that counts is Hawkeye. All right. Fair that's enough. that's official. I, I I'm putting my foot down. This is the only one that Bell will allow. I, I will allow it too. That is perfectly fine. Um, yeah, this really felt like a movie though, right? Like this this was a little bit more movie-ish than the other series. I felt. I 
Yes. I, this is one of those where I want to watch the whole thing through, like in, in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, oh gosh, how many minutes were the, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how many, um, yeah, it's not listing on the Wikipedia page, how long each one was. I, I don't think there were all like an hour long, somewhere like 30 something minutes. One of the things about these Disney Plus series is they they can fluctuate pretty substantially. Like you get one that's like yeah. around thirty, a little bit less possibly, and then you get some that are like close to an hour. And uh, that was cl- that was the the same case here. So yeah, they they were kind of all over the map. I mean, it, it's longer than a movie uh, collectively, but it's tight. I guess is my thing. Like this is a very very tight story. It it moved very quickly. I think it worked as a series. Don't get me wrong. I liked the fact that we had like, you know, kind of that twenty four esque. Okay, we got. X amount of time and we got X amount of movies or X amount of episodes rather. You know? Yeah. So, so, so this is, this is, this is a, a reversal of uh, some of your previous opinions on some of the things we've been talking about on this show where uh, oh. you think movies should be shows, but like, you're, are, are you, are you saying that you think this show should be a movie? Uh, I'm just saying that it felt like a movie. I, I'm just saying that it was like that level. Like fair, fair point. Fair point, Bill. <laughs> what is with you, man? <laughs> Make up your mind. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I wasn't saying it should be a movie. I was actually very glad that it was a series. It works as a series, but I'm just saying that it, it does. It's a, it does. It's very tight. Like, and you and I have talked about this before with like, you know, the flash and other things is that, you know, the problem with some television shows is that they're not very tight. They have to like spread out the content. Well, Hawkeye wasn't like that. I'm glad that this was only, what was it? Six episodes as opposed to doing like yeah, eight six or episodes. 10. Yeah. That's all it needed. And so it, it had like a really, really tight story. I think it flowed really well. I think it introduced some great characters. We need to talk about what the significant implications is for the universe, though, with the show, man, because the same week, obviously, right before No Way Home came out, which brought Daredevil to the big screen and confirmed him in the MCU, uh, people who were watching this show got the big review that Uncle was Kingpin. Now, Bell, yes. did you, because you mentioned that when you saw Daredevil, that was not spoiled for you. So you Correct. had not seen Hawkeye at that point. I no, no, I, I had been watching Hawkeye and um, I saw so, so interesting story, right? I, I mentioned this in our, in our uh, no way home review, but um, we were watching Hawkeye and then we got to the episode where you uh, Kate sees the video mm. of, of her mom talking to Kingpin. Yes. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And Christy was like, well, who, I don't, who is, I don't know who that is. And I was like, Oh, have you not seen the, the Netflix daredevil show? And she was like, no. So we started watching it and we started watching. Like we, I think we saw like the first two or three episodes before we saw no way home. Mm. And I'm so, so, so glad that I that's did that right. because that's yeah, right. yes. she was like, Oh my gosh, that's the, that's, that's daredevil. <laughs> and, and so like there was context there and it made sense. And so I, I was really happy. Like, I did it just for Kingpin. Because I had no idea that that um, oh gosh, uh, Charlie Charlie Cox, right? Yeah, Charlie Cox. Charlie, yeah. I, I had no idea that Charlie Cox was going to be in No Way Home. And when I saw Kingpin, I was like, "Is that Vincent?" Like, because the, the video I'm sitting there looking at it, going, "Is that Vincent D'Onofrio?" Mm-hmm. I like, I think that's Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I we we have we have to watch Daredevil. So after that episode ended, we watched a couple episodes uh, episodes of Daredevil, and I think this was like the day before we saw uh, No Way Home. And, and, and so just, just in case I was like, let's watch Daredevil. Cause like, if, if it is Vincent D'Onofrio, I want her to have some kind of exposure to this character. And so, That's, yeah, that was good. That yeah. Was good. And, and, and it, <laughs> that was, that was really, really neat. Uh, because I, I always thought that Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin was perfect, uh, as Kingpin. Yes. Um, yes. In, uh, in Daredevil, he, he was. 
in, in Daredevil, he was. Yeah, in Daredevil. That's I, I like. I, I don't know how I feel about what we got in in. Oh, the Hawaiian shirt kingpin. <laughs> no, it's I, look. I, I like let, let the man you know, wear a Hawaiian shirt. I'm fine with that. I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna create issues there. My whole thing is less about the way he looked and how he got like owned every five seconds he was on screen. Like literally everybody was putting this man down and yeah, he got mad about it, but then he didn't really do anything. And when he tried to, he got smacked down by, and I mean, again, like, you know, I like the way that Clint set it up. Like, you know, most people don't go up against Kingpin and and walk away. Well, that's, that's good to hear Clint. And, And we know that that watched daredevil, but for people that don't watch daredevil and this is their first exposure to this Kingpin, he looks weak, weak in yeah. this man. And 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 that's that's kind of I mean, I saw Daredevil, so I know the brutality of that character, right? Like yeah. I, I I know that I've seen that I've seen you know how screwed up his childhood is and how like crazy sadistic he is and how yeah, strong the brutality and yeah. of him. Yes, absolutely. The, the man cut another man's head off with a car door for with crying a out loud. Car door. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And so I don't know if Disney is going like is this a different kingpin from a like is the MCU Okay, this is this is good. So this has now like I this was my thought as well. Like my question as well, but I think Bell at this point it has been confirmed that the Netflix series that we have seen is in fact canon in the actual in MCU, the MCU. And, and not a multiverse of not madness in style. a multiverse of madness. No, what the what we saw from Kingpin and Daredevil is this universe, uh, and we got you know and if you think back, there wasn't very much references to the Avengers. There was some uh, just specifically in Jessica Jones. Um, because we had uh, Luke Cage made mention of the Avengers. I think he said the, the, the green guy and his friends. Um, and then we also had a subplot in, ooh, I want to say, ooh, I want to say Jessica Jones season two, where uh, there she was like trying to find somebody, but it was really just a setup because they, they, it was kind of talking about prejudice against metahumans and, um, you know, and, and heroes and that sort of thing kind of, and which was right around the time of civil war. So, there's always been kind of this question of like, will they, won't they, is this, isn't this, what's, what's really going on here. But no, I mean, it's, it's canonical now. Like it's, it's legit now. So that's interesting. He must've patched up uh, Kingpin must've patched up his relationship with the Russians uh, after blowing them up in uh, in daredevil. <laughs> well, <laughs> now he's working with the, yeah. uh, unless that's like a splinter faction of Russians, the uh, tracksuit gang or something like that. Well, the other factor too, is that they, they, um, at least he got snapped which has also been talked about. In fact, Vincent D'Onofrio has specifically talked about the fact that this is a kingpin who was snapped and is dealing with the world of organized crime like that he's coming back to, right? Because he was uh-huh. the kingpin and then you know he disappears for five years, he comes back and people have forgotten about the kingpin. And so you had, you know, and so, like, so anyway, so you, but here's the thing about that. That's what Vincent D'Onofrio said, right? Yeah. That doesn't quite track with what we were told by Hawkeye, because he said your boss had your dad killed. Well, her dad was killed during the blip. So unless that happened before he was snapped, that doesn't track, right? Do we know for a fact her dad was killed? Oh, yeah, because that's when Ronan was at. That's what he said. He said your boss. He said your boss did this uh, because he was turning Echo onto. By the way, Echo, fantastic. Like 
this this show introduced some fantastic characters, man. It can it canonize some fantastic characters. Can canonicalized? Can can canonized? Canonized, yeah. Canonized some fantastic characters, and it introduced some incredible characters as well, man. This this is oh this show right here. This so. is like this is like the the Council of Nicaea, but for Marvel characters. It really is. <laughs> Like that, that week in particular between, uh, cause that's the other thing too. Some people got canonized. Some people got apocryphonized, apocryphalized, apocryphonized, apocryphalized, approximacized, whatever words this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens. Cause (laughs) at the end of this, at the end of the series, man, you know, the whole thing is about what, what's up with the watch. What's up with the watch? Is it Tony's watch? Is it, is it Hawkeye's watch? Is it Kingpin's watch? Whose watch is it? And then we find out it's Agent 19's watch. And yeah. Agent, Agent 19 goes by a different name. Belle, do you know what that is? Uh, Hawkeye's wife. Yes. But do you know what her uh, code name is? Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's not Agent 19. <laughs> wife of Hawkeye. No. no. <laughs> uh, Linda Cardinelli. Hawkeye. No, she's Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you might not know this as well. Mockingbird has already been introduced into the MCU. What? Or, or maybe more accurately, Mockingbird was introduced into a series called um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really? When? Uh, season two? Maybe season three. Oh, yeah. Mockingbird. Yeah. That was a uh, uh, what's her face. Um, yeah. What's her face? Exactly. With the thing on the face. Fine. Yeah. 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 No, I forgot. She was Mockingbird. Holy crap. I watched like five, six seasons of that show. Yeah. Yeah. She was Mockingbird. And you know what? She's not anymore because that has all been apocryphalized. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. out. Netflix in. Yeah. The, the Gnostic Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Dude. Like, but for real, though, because that's the thing, right? Like, and the funny thing is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually had more juice then uh, Netflix did for the longest time because Netflix, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had that whole like crossover with Thor. They had a crossover with Sif. From Thor. From Thor. It, it was, they were cleaning up Greenwich and like Sif came down and did some things. And who messed up Greenwich, Bell? Uh, Thor. Uh, look, I, 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 was, I was all for the it's all connected thing back then. And I know I argued for it endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. was. It was it was uh, it, it was never fully endorsed by Marvel Studios, apparently. And Marvel Studios is just throwing them a bone saying, yeah, sure. Jamie Alexander, if you want to go and, and play Sif on on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., go for it. And and, you know, the, it was those little tiny things that they tried to make it feel connected, but it never really was, you know, and 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 as and as it as the show went on, uh, it, it officially became not connected at all. And they went and did their own stuff. Yeah, I mean, so I've heard this, but did they have like a whole thing where they literally like broke off from the universe or like entered into the multiverse or something like that? I don't know. I had stopped watching by that point. Um, uh, I think most people did. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, from what I understand, like as soon as they sort of split off and did their own thing, it was uh, a lot uh, better of a show. Well, sure. I, yeah, because they weren't stifled. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I, that, that's the other thing, too. They had the Civil War. Or uh, no, uh, Winter Soldier, like the whole Hydra take, like they, that show had the juice, and it is gone. It is yeah. apocryphalized. Did <laughs> you say the Gnostic MCU? Like, is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Gnostic MCU. <laughs> it's the Book of Enoch, man. It is out. It is hard out. This yeah, fan fiction. This is not. It is Hiroshima it's, it's, game over, man. It is not happening. 
it's the book of Mary Magdalene, <laughs> the wife of of the, the book, MCU, <laughs> book of Judas. It is. It that, is. Yeah, that was that was one, right? I don't, yeah, yeah. There, there was some like Netflix <laughs> show or something that was like talking about the the, the book of Judas, and or maybe it was some book I was reading. I don't remember. But yeah. yeah. More great TV talk up in just a few minutes, but first we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Anyway, so yeah, that's out, and um, it's funny. Funny that it all just kind of came out the way it is, but I mean, it make it makes sense. I think everything fits. I don't think anybody's gonna create too much of a fit. Like the one person that was still like hardcore, like fan fanning out for um, uh, Agents of Shield. I'm sorry, um, not sorry. <laughs> this is this is a better path. It just is. It just is. It um, really is. I mean, know? that's you know the the Netflix shows. I thought. Uh, like we're because you know it, it's on abc agents of shields on abc and they're giving them like you know pretty decent budgets for tv but it's still tv yeah and and netflix was the first kind of like yeah it's tv but it's netflix tv so we have budgets and we have uh we can we can say bad words and we can have violence yeah and right, right, right. um we can you know, have, we can have kingpin cut guy's head off with the door <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and and so we don't have those uh, mickey mouse restrictions that you've got yeah and yeah. and you know and and the disney plus shows uh are uh, like hawkeye i I love this show i thought it was fantastic and it really did feel like an extension of some of those netflix shows like the first season of daredevil the first season of jessica jones uh you know luke cage uh maybe not first, so much first, Iron Fist. first half of season one of luke cage yes yes yeah, first, yes. yeah first half yeah because because that's kind of how it went right like daredevil season one daredevil season two Jessica Jones season one, the first half of Luke Cage, Punisher season one was was pretty decent, I remember, and then Iron Fist was mad, Defenders was mad. I just realized, okay, so that also means, and I mean, this isn't the first time, right? Because like, um, so we got we got Cotton uh, Cotton Cottonmouth rather is uh, you know Blade <laughs> in the in this. So that's right. But at the same time, um, shoot, uh, his sister cannot remember her name at the top of my head but she also played the mom in civil war so like we we've had character like actors rather play other roles in the mcu before and i think that's fine like, i, I, think, I think can't wait fine. i i saw uh uh no this is this is in our this is in our discord uh in uh the the flashcraft discord oh I see, uh, yeah i know what you're about to yeah yeah, yeah. So, who posted it i want to give them proper credit is either night or snow i think yeah, Snow posted a uh, a tweet, and it was uh, there. There's no credit for the tweet, unfortunately. But uh, imagine a quote portals like moment in multiverse of madness, where all the most nostalgic Marvel heroes are coming through, and then one portal opens, and Chris Evans walks out, and everyone thinks it's Cap, but he says two words: "Flame on." His clothes <laughs> burn to reveal the final uh, the Fantastic Four suit. I think that would be freaking awesome. I mean, I to, like now. Sure, yeah. Why not? That sounds awesome. It does sound incredible, and I think you could get away with it now in a way you never could before. Uh, but I don't think that would happen in multiverse of madness. I think, I think that's, I think, I think if there's going to be a multiversal war, which there very well may be, like they, I think they've set up things in Loki, and I think you know with multiverse of madness, that's going to continue to further that narrative, and then we'll have you know Kang showing up in. Um, you know, Ant Ant Man, Quantum Mania. So, I, like, the multiverse is like that is the big theme and continues to be of 
phase four holistically, uh, or at least broadly I, anyway. I've got it. I figured yeah. it out. Yeah. Hit, hit me. What you got? All right. Um, Multiverse of Madness, or, or at least this is the next season of What If episode. It has to be. It has to be. Okay. And it's the scene, and it just starts out, the you know, the, the portals are opening or whatever, and it's the scene um, where uh, Captain America says Avengers assemble, uh-huh. except for, like, it, it's it's a tight close-up on, on Chris Evans as Captain America in that scene. And, like, you know, he gets the hammer, and he's like, Aven-, or, except for instead of saying Avengers assemble, he says Avengers, as in like Evans, Chris <laughs> Evans, and then like you look and everyone there, <laughs> everyone there is just Chris Evans. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like Chris Evans, Doctor Strange, Chris Evans, Wong, Chris uh-huh. Evans as as <laughs> as Human I Torch. You, I thought you were going with like like his character from Knives Out, his character from uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim, all that too. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all every single role that Chris Evans has ever played, plus Chris Evans playing every other role in the MCU. Uh-huh, and it's just yeah. all Chris Evans's <laughs> Avengers assemble. Come on. That'd be incredible. Why do I why do I not work for Marvel? Uh, I think you just answered your own question. Uh man. <laughs> they uh, but yes, Hawkeye, fantastic. And loved Kate Bishop, loved the um like I loved the uh the uh you know her dynamic as we mentioned with Elena. I think I can't wait to see them engage more. Um, I think it'd be great to see, like, especially like if we have a situation where, you know, Yelena ends up on the Avengers and Kate ends up on the Young Avengers, having kind of that relationship kind of bridge the gap between the two teams could be really, really cool. Um, I also, man, like I mentioned briefly, I want to kind of circle back to this Echo, a character I was not that hyped for. And oh my gosh, she was fantastic. I did not understand why, like, when they announced we're getting an Echo series, I was like, uh, cool. Who? And I mean, like, I know that Echo has been established in the comics, but I get the, I think she's a relatively new character and certainly not one with, you know, the household name of Shang-Chi. Wait a minute. Shang-Chi doesn't. Okay. I see. I see what you're doing, Marvel. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting crazy on us and I like it. <laughs> so I think it's, well, uh, you know, it's like, let, let's be real. Iron Man, how popular, like if you walk down the street and. 2008 listen yeah i mean that's fair but what i'm saying is you knew who iron man was and i knew who iron man was be honest with me did you know who shang chi was before marvel mentioned said they were going to make a movie out of i think i did no you didn't well you were into kung fu okay all right right. did you know who echo was no i I have no idea who echo is you had no idea you'd have to be like a daredevil fan like a kind of a like a modern comic book reading daredevil fan to know who that is. And so maybe like, you know, and that's, that's, that's a group of people. I'm not saying it's not, but you and me kind of as more of the, the casual geek, I think at that phase in life, um, where we're not going to the comic book store every day, we, we stopped going to the arcade every single Saturday. Like, you know what I mean? Like we were more of the, you know, we got, we got lives, we got lives and, and, and jobs and whatnot. We're, we're a little bit more on kind of the casual geek side. And that's we, not to say that it's bad to not be a casual geek. No, it's, 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 it's these these things got in the way of us being more hardcore geeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we, we would have absolutely. That's exactly right. But I mean, yeah, like it's just yeah. it's just life, life, you know, life finds a way. <laughs> or in this case, doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, point is that uh, we but we still knew who Iron Man was. We knew who Thor was. We knew like like even though the the, the average Joe might not have been as familiar with these characters, we definitely were. But Shang-Chi, come on, that's a deep cut. Echo, deep cut. And to like for both of these characters, Eternals? Come on. Nobody knows. You didn't know who the Eternals were. Yeah, I did not know who the Eternals were. Um, I think I had a familiarity with like Shang-Chi, like, like on the surface. I knew he was a character. I knew nothing else about him. You didn't, you didn't even know who half the Guardians of the Galaxy were. 
uh, I didn't know who any. No, no, I I knew I knew I knew Rocket um, and Groot. I knew Yondu. Okay. Because I remember going to like a pizza place, I think it was, and they had a Guardians of the Galaxy poster, and I was like, "Who is this dude with this giant mohawk?" And like, I was like googling Guardians of the Galaxy giant mohawk guy. And it was like Yondu, and I was like, "Okay." And like that was, I, I knew who Yondu was. <laughs> and actually, didn't Yondu like pop up in like a '90s X Men cartoon back in the day? Uh, maybe he like fought the Juggernaut. Maybe I'm misremembering. Anyway, point is. Like Marvel's getting crazy on us and I love it, man. They're, they're pulling out a lot of interesting characters and they've got like guardians was like from that moment on, it's like, we'll, we'll, we'll make you watch a raccoon in a tree. You know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. we're going to, we're going to make you care for this tree. We're going to, we're going to take this raccoon and we're going to kill half the universe and make him a fucking Avenger. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like Marvel's like, we'll do it. We'll do it. And you'll love it. And we did. <laughs> Except then they did it with the Eternals and we were like, meh. But Shang-Chi's excellent and Echo's excellent. So keep, you know, keep, keep pulling some of these characters, man. This is really, really fascinating. Look, I stuff. like the Eternals. I'm excited to see where they go. I'm especially excited to see Kit Harrington as Black Knight. Uh, meh. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's cool. Like, you hadn't heard of Black Knight. You didn't know who Black Knight was. Yeah. I didn't know who Black Knight was. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same thing. You know, if you're going to say, if you're going to say yes to Echo and, and yes to Shang-Chi. Whatever, Shang man. Echo had like an arc here. She actually did stuff in this. We got she a chance. She did. Like, and Harrington like, got to look at the screen and say a couple words. How is that not an arc? Oh, you. Oh, an eternal. Always thought you were eternal. Well, I've got something special about me. Oh, not time for this. Okay. Well, I'll just be around for the post credit scene. <laughs> Hopefully people will stay through it. Please, please be really good at this movie. Oh, hey, it's my brother from that other universe. Oh, and you're sassy. Oh, hey, I wonder if they did a lot of casting here just because of the Game of Thrones references. <laughs> Maybe. And also Blade. Uh, oh, and Blade. But see, that's the thing. Like, if Black Knight's in Blade, I'm, I'm, I'll, yeah, that's awesome. If Black or Knight's in Black Knight, you got to give me more than that, man. Like, Shang-Chi, this, and this is, all right, this is when Marvel does this right, okay? Shang-Chi and Echo. They tied these characters into the world as opposed to the Eternals where they, where they kind of like shoved in a bunch of lore and didn't pay homage or connective, like have the connective tissue to the rest of the world that it should have had. Like here, Echo is freaking tied to Kingpin. Like yeah. she's like, like, like going, like she just potentially took him down. Now, I don't think they actually killed him because they didn't bring him back just to kill him. <laughs> yeah yeah that. yeah you don't you don't pay vincent d'onofrio money and then be like yep yeah, okay yeah that's all you got yeah that'd be hilarious but no 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 so like i have a feeling that she's going to be going up against kingpin possibly daredevil and her like so like we're, we're talking about like they introduce the character they introduce and they they tell an awesome story that is wrapped in familiarity and gets you excited because it builds upon what we already know about the universe with this character same thing they did with shang chi with the mandarin because they didn't just say like, here's a Shang-Chi movie. It's no, it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's that's an organization that's been in the background since the beginning of Iron Man 1. And, and like, you know, retelling the story of the Mandarin, something they've been kind of teasing that they messed up before that they want to get right. And they nailed it. Like, mm, that's how you do this. Like, that's yeah. how you take these characters that are kind of on the fringe and like, especially this deep into the universe, you could argue they didn't do that with Guardians. Fine. That was in phase one. Like they were still establishing the universe. We're deep into it now. We're phase four. You got to show up and you got to like, not only bring excellent characters and excellent stories, but it also has to feel like entrenched into the universe and enhance the universe along with it. When you just tell it off on the side, like Eternals did, but then tell you it's like the most monumental thing ever, but it doesn't feel connected to anything. 
to me, that just communicates Marvel didn't feel like they had a hit on their hands. They weren't ready to like, like they, they made some big swings, but they made some big swings while they were detached from everything else. And I just don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I, uh, I'm excited for the echo series. I just, that, that was my, that was my main point. There. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think it'll be neat. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to who's going to be coming in there as well. Like, are, are we going to see Kate Bishop? Are we going to see daredevil? Are we going to see Kingpin? Like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. Like the, yeah. the echo character, I, I, th- I think, I think she had a great arc and I think she was, she was wonderful, but like with Kate Bishop in the show and uh, you know, I was less interested in echo. Um, I think her redemption arc was, 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 you know, it was, it was uh, neat for her to come through. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how she, because, uh, because she's different from daredevil in that she doesn't, have like you know she wasn't like deafened by chemicals that give her super eyesight or something right, right. <laughs> like, it's, not, so. it's not like she has like she, she doesn't have like superhuman ability but she does have kind of enhanced fighting skills like she's trained herself and she can use her environment for that exact same reason like to remove you know like like for the for example like when the uh with the silent alarm goes off like she's able to like get the jump because they don't realize that you know <laughs> that she's actually there, you know. Yeah, yeah. It talks so to Clint about which I love the fact that like the hearing aid aspect of Clint as well. Yeah, that was super cool. That yeah. was uh, it made perfect sense. It fit in perfectly because I know that's a, that's a that's a big piece of the comics, and it wasn't one of those things where you're like, what? No, like, the way they explained it, like, how did this happen? And they cut to like thirty different things. That, like, <laughs> it's like you know what? Pick one. It's the Joker's origin story. Just just pick one. It's multiple choice. Well, no, it's just, it's just years and years and years of all of that. It's all all yeah. it just adds up, and it just yeah, that's ear damage, like right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, ah, oh, so good. But yeah, was, yeah, for for Echo, I'm I'm super excited to see um, how it's going to fit in and how it's going to go. Like, I'm not in love with that character yet, um, be, because of all the outstanding uh, you know characters that we got in Hawkeye. Well, she's still a pseudo villain ish. She she's she feels like a Punisher kind of character to me. And, and I feel like that's that could bring her into uh, contention with Daredevil. And that's yeah. what makes me kind of excited because Daredevil's like, no, nah, I'm not going to kill. And she's like, well, I shot Kingpin in the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I might- mean, theoretically, if they go with kind of a comic book route, she may have blinded Kingpin. Right. Yeah. And so I think I think, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot to play off of here. I think there's um, I'm, I'm extremely excited for her series. Uh, it, Marvel. I mean, they just keep on surprising me. I was not excited for Hawkeye, and then it ended up being probably my favorite of all of the, uh, you know, the the Disney Plus series thus far. And then I wasn't, you know, like like I was like Echo. Who? Like, why are we doing this? Now I see. I'm like, oh, oh, and you're tying Daredevil. Oh, and you've canonized Daredevil and Kingpin. Yeah, I'm I'm here for this, man. This is yeah. It's it's an exciting time. Absolutely, exciting time. absolutely. All right. So uh, as I mentioned, for me of this kind of first suite of Disney Plus series, I think Hawkeye may be my favorite um, with Loki as kind of a a close second, WandaVision as a third, then what if, and then uh, Captain or uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But what about you, man? I think I probably had the most fun with Hawkeye for sure. Um, I feel like it was the perfect length and it told a great concise story and um left you really wanting more from, you know, from those, from those characters that were introduced and stuff, which Mm. I think, which I think is what these shows are designed to do. Um, I liked the interesting aspects of WandaVision. Um, 
I liked Loki a lot. Yeah, I, 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 I might have to just do the same, the same rating. I think it, Hawkeye, Hawkeye was just it was it was a ton of fun, yeah. and I think it was it was very well polished. It was very well put together. WandaVision uh, and Loki, Loki, the same kind of way. Um, there, there's a, there's a, it was dealing with a lot more, mm-hmm. and so that kind of maybe. I mean, it was still great, but like it was dealing with a lot more. And so there, there, it, you couldn't tell as, as tight a story and put, you know, a fine bow on it because that's not the point of that show. The show was, you know, introducing the multiverse and all that kind of stuff. And um, um, WandaVision went from like really crazy. What are they doing to like, oh, this is, you know, going to be a standard. We're going to fight the bad guy kind of thing. I, I didn't mind. I, I see people complaining about that. I did not mind that. I, I thought it was fine. I thought it worked out really well. I mean, you know, the, the transition to it was was nice, but like. From those first couple episodes, I thought we were going to get some sort of like weird, just avant-garde, like nutso kind of, you know, multiverse of madness. You you thought that like, I mean, because this did to some extent set up the multiverse of madness, but we thought that we thought the WandaVision was going to do what Loki did. Yeah, yeah, and and like I, I thought I thought the route they were going to was going to be something completely different because that's what they were that's what they were showing with like the TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to go like some kind of weird. Uh, uh, like just experiment with it. Mm-hmm. And, and they stopped doing that, like, you know, halfway through. And, and so that was um, disappointing. I still love the show. It was just disappointing that they didn't continue that thread of Wanda's like madness and whatnot uh, in the original yeah. lane yeah. that they had started it in, you know, I, I am very curious to see where they take her in, uh, in Dr. Strange, because and I, I mean, it's very possible that what we're seeing, you can't, I, you, A, you can't trust a Marvel trailer. B, you really can't trust a Marvel trailer that's dealing with the multiverse. So, I mean, like, I don't know if what we're seeing in that is our Wanda or if that is a different Wanda or, or what. But, you know, from appearances, she seems kind of chill when we're first introduced to her in the trailer, which is weird because we know she's not that chill. She's, she's crazy. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So you never know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, but yeah, it, it, I, that's, uh, that's a lot to say that I just agree with your rating. <laughs> All right. No, fair enough. Well, there you go. That's, that's where we rank them. Let us know what y'all think. We'd love to hear from you. Um, head, uh, head over to the Twitters at uh, TV talk FM to let us know what other series you want us to cover. You can also uh, get us a rating on iTunes, by the way, that's a great way to help out the show. Uh, head over to iTunes. Look at, look up the TV talk podcast there. Uh, those five-star ratings are amazing. Just like you. And just like Bell, who you can follow at Ring That Bell. You can also follow the show's information that's available at tvtalk.fm. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show there on iTunes and Spotify and do all the wonderful things. We've got a Minecraft server called Batcraft. Where we're uh, making some fun stuff. I made the Orpheum from Memphis, which was probably one of the coolest things I've ever made in Minecraft. I've so. yet to go to your base. And it's, yeah. you have all this stuff up there. And it makes me mad that I don't have enough time to play. <laughs> I, I don't have that much stuff. I'm actually, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, but it's good. It's good. It's good. We're about, we're about to make Gotham city into an actual Gotham city. Right now we've just turned it into like, we're <laughs> doing some fun stuff in there, but we need to actually make a bat cave. I mean, it is called Batcraft after all. Yeah. Yeah. That probably needs to happen anyway. So yeah, all that uh, information and more can be found at tvtalk.fm. Uh, that's going to do it for us for this week, but don't worry. We'll be back in a flash covering the matrix.
That's okay. We're recording on this computer, actually. No, this computer, eh? Why oh. Do I, why do I have that open? I don't need that open. What are we talking about today? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. I never watched that. Was it good? Hawkeye seems cool, like a really nice guy. I named my bow in Minecraft Hawkeye. You know, I met one of the dancers in the uh, Rogers the Musical. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. She helped oh, me on a project that was where I was writing my, my immersive play script. Uh, she was in an immersive play in New York. Uh, actually, a couple of them. And I uh, knew her through my brother and uh, I had a call with her. She read my script. She's the first person who is not family to read my script and uh, give me advice. And, uh, oh. and yeah, now, and, and today she is dancing in Rogers. So there you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because she read my script. I don't know if that was clear, but it's, it's because she read my script. So read my script. <laughs> I'm going to laugh when Marvel comes out with an immersive play. It's uh-huh. your exact same storyline, but it's Marvel <laughs> characters. <laughs> well, to be fair, I ripped off Casablanca, so technically, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fine. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. 